welcome again, listener, to another edition of the Coco Indults Podcast. I'm not Coco. And I'm not adults. And we uh, tend to review things that are on streaming services. That's what we do. Yes. And H- HBO Max, Netflix, Amazon Prime Video. Do we have to list them every time? And Disney Plus. Okay. Disney Plus. Speaking of Disney Plus. You like how I put that last there? I teed it up for you. Wow. What are we reviewing today in this special edition, in this midnight exclusive version of the podcast, Coco? It is midnight somewhere. Yes. Today we are reviewing the first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Wow. Whose idea was this? This was all my idea. Oh, okay. I, we were originally going to get up at 3 a.m. <laughs> when Disney Plus dropped the first two episodes, but we're old, so we decided to get up at 5.30 a.m. instead and watch them before the workday starts. No, I think actually it was, I said, I can't go to bed at 12.30 and get up at 3.30. I just can't do that. <laughs> and Coco compromised and said... All right, how about 5.30? And actually, it helped me, too, because then I got a couple extra hours of sleep. So, you know, help me help you. Right. And also, listener, this is a very good lesson in give and take in a relationship and how you earn (laughs) valuable relationship points. And I'm hoping that I can redeem them at some point. (laughs) Not at... 7.30 in the morning. I'm hoping to get a tick check out of this. (laughs) (laughs) So before we get too far off the rails. Yeah, so tell us about what we we just watched, Coco. So Obi-Wan Kenobi premiered today on Disney+. Plus. They've Mm -hmm. only released the first two of six episodes. Today is Friday. I believe they will be dropping the next four episodes, one a week, every Wednesday. So the first two episodes, the first one just kind of catches us up on... Hey, what's Obi-Wan been up to since he uh, cut all of Anakin's limbs off and left him on Mustafar? He's on Tatooine. He's nominally watching over Luke. He is working. Nominally? Yeah. That's great. That's a great word. I I don't even know if that's the correct word to use because it's early and I haven't had enough coffee, even though I've had four cups, which is what I have every day. But anyways. I'm impressed. So he's working as some kind of butcher or something. Um, he's just chilling on Tatooine, you know. Batching it up. Batching it up, going to work. Eating his dinner over the sink. Yeah. <laughs> like like we all do when we're single. Right. Um, but then... You're saying that like you're, it's your current state. <laughs> I mean, we've all been there. Uh, yeah, yeah, we We've have. all been there. We have. <laughs> but then, uh, so he does have a run-in with Uncle Owen. <laughs> he tries to leave some toys for Luke. Uncle Owen is like, don't contact us. We don't want to deal with you so obi-wan is kind of sad about that plus uh like i said he's chilling on tatooine but there are inquisitors Mm -hmm. who have been hunting the jedi who survived order 66 they get wind of a jedi on tatooine they come to try to find this jedi there's not the grand inquisitor there's a younger uh woman of color inquisitor named uh, she goes by, I believe, third sister, but her real name is Reva. Mm-hmm. She's jonesing for Obi-Wan. She's great. Yeah, she is. She really wants, you know, to catch the big fish of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. The Grand Inquisitor is kind of... Um, She's got a grudge. <laughs> yeah, he's not into it. So you've got that storyline. What makes him a Grand Inquisitor, by the way? Like, what, what do you got to do to get there? 
I don't know. You got to ask a lot of questions. I, I maybe you got to go to Grand Inquisitor school. <laughs> no one inspects the Grand Inquisitor. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when we get at five thirty, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and do a podcast. So while that's going on, uh, because she knows Obi Wan is out there, she kidnaps Princess Leia, takes her to a shadowy. Blade Runner planet to flush <laughs> Obi-Wan out because she knows that Bail Organa will ask Obi-Wan to find Leia. Obi-Wan says, all right, I guess I'll do it. He goes to this planet. He finds Leia. Fighting ensues. They barely manage to escape Reva and the Grand Inquisitor. Mm-hmm. During this time, Reva... Are you going to tell the whole story? Yes, or? I am. <laughs> Yes. I mean, people are going to watch it. They're going to know. Okay. Um, during this time, he also discovers that he thought he had killed Anakin. Anakin is not dead. Right. Anakin is Darth Vader. Of course. So that's the big reveal at the end of episode two, as he and Leia are escaping Blade Runner planet. So tune in next week, and we'll reveal the rest of the series so you don't have to watch it. You know, <laughs> there are spoilers out there. Like every, well, you didn't reveal everything. I know. Every episode has been spoiled. So We're the first ones to watch it. We got up like as soon as it dropped. <laughs> this is like the <laughs> 80s when nobody had access to anything beforehand. Like, <laughs> yeah. So uh, tell me, Daltz, what did you think of the first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi? A word came to me as I was watching these two episodes, and the word was plodding. It seemed like it was a little deliberate. It seemed like it was a little bit... Like so, here's the thing I don't understand, and and this was the case in uh, the book of Boba Fett, I think, where you got these superhero guys like Boba Fett and Obi Wan Kenobi, and they ride the slowest animals <laughs> in the universe <laughs> to get to where they're going. Like I just don't understand this. Like in Obi Wan's case, he was like riding the camel guy, and the camel guy just kind of slows down, and it's like. Hurry up! We're in the space age. You like get on a floater thing, guy. No, this is a long time ago. So no, but they still had the 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 floater train. Yeah, like (laughs) Obi Wan is like the working man on the commuting, like everybody else. That was really funny. He, uh, you know, the the whistle blew at work, and he got on the commuter train and went back to whatever the city on Tatooine is. Yeah, and then he picked up like his camel aardvark at the commuter lot and rode back to (laughs) it. Aardvark. It had like the aardvark nose. That's totally what it had. Camelvark. Camel, yeah. yeah. Kark. Kark. <laughs> Everything's got to be shorted. Serenus. <laughs> We're off the rails already. We totally are. I, uh, so that was plotting. Um, and I understand you got to establish a story and all that sort of stuff. And Ewan McGregor, I think, is fantastic. I really like him. Uh, so there's that. And the lady that you were mentioning earlier, she was fantastic. Moses Ingram is the actress who plays Reva. She was she was great. I, I really didn't like her at all, which was the whole point. You know, like she she was great at being a villain. Um, but the the rest of it was was okay. Um, I understand we're again establishing the story, but it's only six episodes, and we're two in. So you think it would be a little bit more thrilling? Um, I thought the Blade Runner planet part was a total ripoff of Blade Runner, uh, with the Asian script and everything like that. All he needed was like pouring rain, and it would have been a complete ripoff or an homage, as they say in cinema. Like it's not your cop, you're not copying something. It's an homage. It's like, oh, I don't have any original ideas. No, it's an homage. Um, but yeah, it was okay. I mean, I have other things to say, but I, I don't want to do all the talking. 
Well, I, I agree with you that I thought it started off pretty slow. Like did, I didn't did plotting come to your mind. No, no, I didn't expect them to go straight into like the scene at the beginning of, um, I think attack of the clones where they're in the speeder and they're chasing right. the assassin and Anakin is, you know, laughing maniacally and Obi-Wan <laughs> is like, slow down, you know, <laughs> you're going too fast. Right. <laughs> so I didn't expect that, but I didn't expect it just to be, you know, Obi-Wan's at work, he clocks out, he goes home. <laughs> right. Then Obi-Wan goes back to work, he right. clocks out, he goes home. You know. Let's but, make one of the most iconic characters in cinematic uh, history a really boring everyday guy. <laughs> Which, I mean, I guess is what you have to do on Tatooine to like, survive. I'm know? just going to go to the butcher and chop up the giant worm meat, and then I'm going to go home, and I'm going to stare into the middle distance and eat my soup by myself <laughs> yeah. and have witty banter with the little um, card vark card no the <laughs> the guy who tried to sell him the junk oh yeah uh-huh. the jawas yeah the jawas yeah. and uh and just be lonely bachelor guy and we get it you know like we've all been there like you said but obi-wan needs some desert love it doesn't it, <laughs> it doesn't exactly make for thrilling cinema <laughs> when you're sitting there going yeah, man, commuting sucks. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, don't you have that iPad that like the bounty hunters on Blade Runner Planet were like using to like look for you? And you know, <laughs> well, I'm just can't, thinking, can't like, you just be reading like the Tatooine Tribune, like, on, like <laughs> 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 or he's on Craigslist or something like that, looking for a looking for casual a, encounters, casual encounter, and is it is rock bed that he's that's surely very comfortable it's like oh we get it you're torturing yourself we get it we get it uh i will say i did enjoy at the very beginning they had a montage of the prequel trilogy to kind of catch you up oh yeah to obi-wan like the story of obi-wan and anakin if you didn't see the prequel trilogy or you forgot and uh, I enjoyed seeing that, except they had to put a freaking shot of Jar Jar in there. <laughs> like, I almost threw my coffee at the TV. Wow. So I'm... You, were, um, you bottled that rage very, very well. I'm praying that Jar Jar does not make an appearance. Like, <laughs> I hope Jar. we get, like, Force Ghost Qui-Gon. I hope we do not get Force Ghost Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> That I, Jar Jar needs to stop. They need to retire Jar Jar. Like, put him away. And... I I don't know if I... I Maybe sort of half by the Darth Jar Jar conspiracies that are out there, but... I, right, let's not go there. Yeah, let's not go there. So, so okay. So, what else did you think? Um, I So, I, two things I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. Flea. <laughs> that was awesome. Flea shows up and we're like... Brrr! Flea shows up. Flea, yes. Fle- yes, listener. Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers Flea. Whose costume was not just a sock, which I was very upset about. And also, I don't know, maybe you're going to be upset with me on this, Coco, but I couldn't imagine uh, him doing a worse job in that role. He was terrible. I mean, he's Flea. I know, but he's, he's still got to act. <laughs> like, you could see his acting from a mile away. We're going to get you. Like I, I could have, I could have done a better job, and I'm not. Hey, little girl. Yeah. <laughs> give it away. Give it away now. And and it was just like it was. It was. It was a surprise, and it was one of those pleasant surprises. But then he started acting, and it wasn't a surprise anymore. It was just disappointing. And then the best part of the whole thing is like seeing the, the dramatic uh, credits at the end and the star field behind it, and then there's just one word on the screen, and it says "flee." <laughs> And he's like sitting at home, killing himself, laughing, having him, you know, with his bong, and he's like just laughing his ass off because he's like, I'm in a Star Wars thing, and my name is Flea. (laughs) (laughs) So there was that, and uh, seeing uh, Nanjiani, 
uh, Kamel Nanjiani. Yes. Yeah, he he's great. I love him. He's got the best eyebrows in entertainment, and he was really good. It was a nice surprise to see him, and he actually delivered. So he was like the same as Bill Burr in um, Mandalorian. Mandalorian, where he was like this comedian brings a little bit of lightness to the to the dark world. And his lines were actually not Bill's Burr. Bill Burr was funny in the Mandalorian, and Kumail was funny in this too. Because yeah, yeah. I feel like in the movies. They tried to be funny, and they were not. So Kumel was actually funny. In he those. was good in yeah. this, and I like to see him. And I and I appreciate them them being the Star Wars lords, you know, like uh, uh, John Favreau and Kathleen Kennedy and all the people who control all these things, trying to get people of color and other than just white people in them, and and significant characters and mm-hmm. significant actors and all that sort of stuff. So I. Those are the two things that stood out to me when I was thinking, what material am I going to use for the podcast? Is like, well, Flea yes. and Nanjiani. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. And so <laughs> what do you think, Coco? This is your world, and I'm just living in it. So what do you think? So I did uh, enjoy the brief interaction between Joel Edgerton as Uncle Owen mm-hmm. and Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've seen any of the trailers for it, you know exactly what I'm talking about because this was in the trailers where Obi-Wan is like, when the time comes, he must be trained. And Owen is like, like you trained his father. And Obi-Wan looks like he's going to cry. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that was a low blow. I know. So that was basically all that happened. There was another scene with Uncle Owen and Reva. Um, that he didn't really do a whole lot in. But I'm hoping that we see more of him because he's Uncle Owen. He Mm. raised Luke. I also appreciated that Jimmy Smits returned as Bail Organa. I did enjoy um, seeing more of Leia's childhood. Mm -hmm. Um, Apparently Leia has had orthodontal work since. Well, Leia's like 10 years old. Well, yeah, she's barely got any teeth in her head. Yeah, I like that they actually, I thought they cast a good child actor as Leia. She was good. Yeah, she was good. She was good, like... The f- what people really hated on Jake Lloyd for the Phantom Menace. Um, he was not, per- he was young Anakin mm-hmm. in the Phantom Menace. He was not especially the strongest actor. That was not especially the best script. So there's not a whole lot that could be done with that. But like, yeah. especially with a story like this, you need good child actors. Yeah. And I thought she was a good child actor. Right. I thought she really held her own actually with oh, yeah. Jimmy Smits and Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Um, those she are did two really well. Actors. Yeah. And especially when you know, it's that's a tough gig, right? Because you know what the future is supposed to yeah. be. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what future Leia looks like and Carrie Fisher mm-hmm. and such an iconic actor and uh, performer and role, really. Mm-hmm. Like, that character just is is an original character. And mm-hmm. so to be the younger version of that, right. is, that's a real challenge. And I think she pulled it off. And I did also appreciate that Obi-Wan first turns um, Leia's parents down when they say she's been kidnapped, you need to find her. Of course. And then you know he turns them down, and so then... Bail Organa comes to Tatooine to convince Obi-Wan to go find her. And, you know, he says, I can't leave the boy. I've been charged with guarding the boy. And Bail Organa says, she's just as important as he is. And I thought that was good because Mm -hmm. we don't really, you know, the whole story is Luke and fathers and sons. And, you know, I mean, she's a huge part of it, obviously, but we get so much focus on Luke in the original trilogy that it was really nice to 
like, yeah, she's also a Skywalker. She's also right. she's also a Jedi. She's also a Jedi. She's <laughs> extremely powerful, and we don't know a lot of her backstory. If if you're just going by the movies, like I know there's a whole universe out there of novels and stuff that mm-hmm. I personally haven't delved into. But you know, if you're just a casual fan or not such a hardcore fan that you have gone into the expanded universe, like you, there's not a lot of Leia backstory out there. So. Well, I think a lot of this that was significant to me too when I was watching this is that this is not clearly the universe that George Lucas imagined has expanded dramatically. Like he, there's a lot of revisionist history going on here. It's like, oh yeah, we're gonna, like when the first one came out, did we really think that Leia was a Jedi too? Like <laughs> in Star Wars, the yeah. New Hope or whatever they're calling it. Like, do you think that was really the intention? I think as we went along, it's like, oh yeah, wouldn't it be interesting if Leia was Luke's sister? <laughs> you mean you don't think they're like, you know, Frenching each other in front of Han if if that was the original plan? <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> so I think that like there's a lot of revisionist history, but it's good revisionist history because we're looking back on it. It's like you said, like she's just as important as he is. Like mm-hmm. what? He's got the, she, they've got the same powers mm-hmm. and they're, they got their Jedi people. Like they can do the same stuff. So yeah, I like that idea. <laughs> oh, good. I'm, I'm all about equality. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb. Girl dad. Hashtag girl dad. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what else? What else do you think? Any other thoughts? I have another thought that's just general Star Wars. Okay. Like when we go into the cantina and we see the foreign creatures and everything like that, mm-hmm. why are they always have two legs and two arms and a head oh. all yeah. the time? I don't know. Like I, I understand the, you know, the challenges in getting actors and stuff like that. Like, but why are there no creatures like that are like big giant slugs or something like that? Like, I mean, I mean we, there's Jabba. There's Jabba, but Jabba had two arms. Yeah, he still had like T Rex arms. <laughs> he had T Rex arms. He wasn't fully evolved. <laughs> right. Okay. But I, uh, I always wonder that. It's like when you're you're walking through the village there, and the, and the stormtroopers are going, "Hey, where's the Jedi?" And we're like, oh, geez, we don't know, eh? <laughs> yeah, I, don't maybe, know. maybe ask Jimmy down the street. I don't know. But they're all like, even the creatures that are not from that are not humanoids still have arms and legs. So I don't understand that. So Star Wars guys, like, try to mix it up a little bit. <laughs> like, and they all have eyes. They all have, you know, some sort of, either they're bald or they have hair or a plant growing on their head or something like that. Speaking of uh, things looking like things, I... <laughs> good. It, it's too early. I'm, good segue. I'm so tired. <laughs> And I can't even go back to bed because no. I have to work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I was slightly disappointed with the Grand Inquisitor, um, played by Rupert Friend. Mm-hmm. He I, so I started watching uh, Star Wars Rebels because I didn't when like the first trailer came out and I saw online chatter about Inquisitors. I was like, what the hell's an Inquisitor? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started watching Rebels to kind of get more of that backstory. And the Grand Inquisitor in Star Wars Rebels looks much more menacing. Like he kind of looks like Vincent Price mm. or Grand Moff mm-hmm. Tarkin with like the high cheekbones. And mm-hmm. he just looks menacing. And so you're fat shaming this guy is what you're doing. No, I'm not fat shaming him at all. He just, he looks just weird and very white and pasty and i have an image in my head of a pop culture thing that he resembles and i can't think of it because it's too early (laughs) and apparently i needed eight cups of coffee instead of four so so he didn't uh i mean he acted menacing Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong Mm -hmm. but just the look 
you know, and I understand Star Wars Rebels is animation. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to find, unless you do like creepy, deep fake CGI Grandma right. Tarkin right. in Rogue One or whatever, mm-hmm. like you're not going to get that but there was one other thing and thank you for reminding me about cgi is what i'm glad about that they did not try to put sir alec guinness into any of this like they did with poor princess leia after carrie fisher had died and they were doing some cgis like that you can tell that's not a person you can tell that's like cgi so don't do that i mean as good as that stuff is it's much better than it used to be obviously and it's getting better day by day and i have a friend who's in the industry so i don't want him to take offense but just don't do the C. Just give us actors. Give us real faces. CGI Leia at the end of Rogue One like took me out of Rogue One. It was right. so bad. But right. deep fake Luke at the end of The Mandalorian or yeah, it was Mandalorian. That was really good. So even was, even in like five years, like deep fake technology has gotten better. Well, I was just afraid of the whole Catherine Keener thing from the right. Ryan Reynolds movie that we saw, mm-hmm. and it just you could. It was almost like it was blurry. You know, it just. It, it was so distracting. And I, I'm so glad, thank you, Star Wars people, for not trying to CGI Sir Alec Guinness in any of this. And speaking of Alec Guinness, I can see how young, virile Obi-Wan from the prequel trilogy became like crazy hermit Ben Kenobi <laughs> in the original trilogy. Well, commuting, man, that ages you. Yeah, that does. I mean, that's a bitch. Like, is, <laughs> like sitting there on the train, you know. Like, Every day. like, And then oh. it was like the dust train, too. So, you yeah, know, like totally. there's no canopy or anything like right, that. Right, totally. That, the sun will age you. Oh, it does. Yeah, so I can, you know, definitely <laughs> see the through line from, you know, he's a hermit and like just goes crazy out there in the desert like protecting Luke sleeping so. on his rock bed <laughs> yeah totally eating worm soup and staring at the two <laughs> suns setting you know so Ewan McGregor did a great job yeah he was he was super good especially the very last scene uh when he thought he killed Anakin and now he finds out Anakin is alive mm-hmm. and you know the camera zooms straight in on his face. You know when she's in the background yelling that, and he's slowly realizing, like, "Oh crap!" Mm-hmm. You know, um, this is not good. Yeah, this is not good. And then when he and Leia are on the cargo ship escaping Blade Runner planet, he just says, "You know, Anakin," and then it like goes straight to you're going to tell the whole yeah, thing, aren't you, Darth Vader? And you know, you hear like the you know, which is menacing when I do it, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so <laughs> kind of sounded like a donkey a little yeah, bit yeah totally did like the card <laughs> like mark your the, the card so yeah <laughs> <Card mark. laughs> all right so let's get to the uh, grades here because we're really uh over time so oh we are okay. what uh and i feel like because we're both exhausted like there's we no editing. Haven't, we haven't even talked about this like at all basically there's we're, no editing we're just kind of like here. zigging and zagging from that, but that's what listener likes oh that's true it's the non-traditional take that we have that's why we get Tens, lots of downloads. Tens of downloads. Lots of money from sponsors. Out of 26 letters, Coco, which one are there? You know, actually, let me let me back up a little bit. Uh-huh. Whenever we see letters on the screen in Star Wars movies, they're not in English. What is that? Oh. Well, they're I mean, like the they're like you know hieroglyphics or something like that. It's a whole big galaxy out there. Yeah, but they they speak English. Well, I know, but all right. I so, mean, there can be other letters and stuff. Maybe, you know, there's just like a translator that we're hearing them speak English, oh. but they're actually speaking like tattooees or something. you're like twisting my brain. I'm sorry. <laughs> at uh, 7.51 in the morning. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, 26 letters, pick one. Ooh. I, uh, it, it did, it did start a little bit 
slow, Mm -hmm. but then it picked up. I enjoyed um, the rescue of Leia. I enjoyed. Okay. I enjoyed all of. Sorry, we we have to talk about Leia. What what is it with her always needing to be rescued? Oh right, yeah, totally. She's yeah by men. Like what's yeah? She's again. She's she's a Jedi. (laughs) Can't she just lift the door herself? Well, apparently she doesn't know she's a force sensitive individual. All right, sorry, sorry to interrupt your uh, your grade. I would give it like a B plus, maybe an A minus. I would I would give it like right right there. I see mm-hmm. I see the promise. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh if if they had dropped all six, I'd be like, I'm not going to the chiropractor this morning. Like I'll find somebody else to like work for me. Like I'm just gonna like pound all six of these right out. Mm-hmm. So I would have done it. I uh You're I, gonna I, give it a seven. I'm gonna give it a seven. No. <laughs> I'm gonna give it uh I'm gonna give it a trending six. Oh. Trending up. So I still want more. But I like a little bit where they're going. And you have like constipation phase. Why is that? What What did we review a couple of days ago? Oh, I don't know. That was... A couple of days ago. That was a couple of days ago. Kids in the Hall. Kids in the Hall. You, didn't you give Kids in the Hall a six and you didn't like it? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what <laughs> that's where I am. But I'm a trending up. I, I don't... If, if it was a stop right now, I'd be like, yeah, I'm, I, I think I'm fine. <laughs> I don't need to watch anymore. But at the end there where we got the deep water breathing Darth Vader guy and I want to see more about him because he's one of the most iconic characters. He's he's probably the most iconic character in all of pop culture history. Very, very well said. I I agree with that. And so I'm more interested in him. Obi-Wan is great. Uh, Ewan McGregor is great. But I just, I need more. I've seen this movie before Mm -hmm. and I want to see something different. You know what I mean? It's it's like when we watched a bunch of those other ones and they all were the same story. It was like somebody gets lost. Somebody gets found. The, the, The powerful are overcome by the underdog. You know what I mean? Like it's just, I want to see something different and so deliver on that. So six with potential. Well, according, I, I haven't read all of the spoilers, but according to the spoilers I have read, it's mm-hmm. not like every episode is going to be Obi-Wan rescuing Leia. <laughs> she doesn't run off into the woods and she got kidnapped by Flea this episode. And next episode, she gets kidnapped by Anthony, Liam Gallagher. Anthony Kiedis. <laughs> yeah, Anthony Kiedis. And then the other guy who nobody knows, you know. <laughs> Liam Neeson. Liam, oh my God. No, Qui-Gon can't kidnap Leia. Uh, no, he'll be like the ice road guy. Oh, yeah. That's he'll him. come in the truck. And... No, it'll be the insurance adjuster. <laughs> <laughs> like the galactic insurance adjuster. <laughs> That'll be what gets him. <laughs> right. I, it'll be like the IRS getting... Uh, Al Capone. Al Capone. <laughs> right. Like, uh, you know what? You didn't claim your taxes in galactic year 9732. You owe us like eight bajillion credits. Right. So come with us. And then that's the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Obi-Wan goes to, goes to jail for not paying his <laughs> property taxes on his car. <laughs> He didn't pay pay any property taxes on his cave, his man cave, as he's eating sad soup over the sink. That's, wow, his literal man cave. He's got a man cave. That's what he's got. I did hear uh, somebody uh, say something about how they weren't surprised that a man of George Lucas's generation wrote Uncle Owen the way he did, because Uncle Owen is like for lack of a better phrase, like emotionally constipated mm-hmm. and isn't like, you know, a dad of your, like your generation or whatever, who is like, did stuff with like your kids. more, you know, expressive of emotion mm-hmm. and stuff. And wow. So that, so Tatooine is like 
toxic masculinity wow. with like the man caves and like the greatest generation style parents. Like, wow. When the, and the men coming to rescue the women. Yeah, totes. All right. Wow. Well, we got to wrap this up because we're at 97 minutes. So. My mind is blown. Um, tune in for the next time. So we're going to wrap this up when these are all done, listener. So stay tuned for that. And you'll see whether my grade goes from a 6 to a 6.27. And you'll see where Coco's grade goes on the 26-letter scale. Hopefully it can only go up. Okay. So for another edition of the podcast, thanks for putting up with us, listener. I'm not Coco. And I'm not Donaldson.